The World That Jack Built by Ruth Brown This is the house that Jack built. These are the trees that grow by the house that Jack built. This is the stream that flows past the trees that grow by the house that Jack built. These are the meadows that border the stream that flows past the trees that grow by the house that Jack built. These are the woods that shelter the meadows that border the stream that flows past the trees that grow by the house that Jack built. These are the hills that form the valley that surrounds the woods that shelter the meadows that border the stream that flows past the trees that grow by the house that Jack built. These are the hills that form the valley next to the one that surrounds the woods that shelter the meadows that border the stream that flows past the trees that grow by the house that Jack built. And these are the woods that cover those hills and shelter the meadows that border the stream that flows past the place where the trees used to grow next to the factory that Jack built. I don't remember when I bought the world that Jack built, but I know that my child was small at the time, and I know that I immediately loved it. It's not the cheeriest of children's books. To this day, people come up to me and say, ooh, that's a bit of a bummer. And I suppose it is, but it's honest. And we are clearly at a place in time where we need to be honest, and realistic about the state of the planet. As we follow Jack's little black cat while he bounces through the air, across the earth and over the water, we see the splendor of nature, the beauty and the bounty and the gifts. We are drawn into Ruth Brown's illustrations of clean air, flowing healthy water, and an earth manifesting so much life. And then we see the opposite. We see contaminated water, polluted air, damaged trees. We can also imagine what she didn't draw, what we don't directly see, just how far this destruction reaches. Through these images, we come to understand that the choices Jack made had an impact, a harmful one. So for me, this book is not a bummer, but rather 
an invitation. An invitation to acknowledge the damage humans have done to the planet, especially humans who have intentionally chosen to live disconnected from creation. The latest report from the International Panel on Climate Change has unequivocally stated that humans are the cause of global warming. Thus, the time for debate or disengagement has passed and we must now all turn to the spiritual and transformative sources that will guide us as we work to stop the progress of climate change and all its attendant effects, including extreme weather, rising sea levels, forced migration, habitat destruction, food deserts, and a sixth extinction. It is also important to note that many of these horrors disproportionately affect those who have done the least to contribute to global warming. Now we mustn't feel overwhelmed. We are gathered here today, you use around the country, maybe the world, as people who care. We are here to get grounded so we can stay ready for the work ahead of us. And you know, we don't have to guess about what to do. Scientists and researchers have told us exactly what we need to do. We must decrease the amount of greenhouse gases going into the environment and increase our carbon sinks, which help to absorb carbon dioxide. So simply, we must stop using fossil fuels. We have to replace harmful farming and animal-based agriculture and stop overconsumption and other exploitative practices. We must also plant trees, support local sustainable and seasonal agriculture, and use water and other resources more mindfully. Now, we can do all these things in some way on the personal and local level, make changes that not only have an impact, but also model for our friends and neighbors a different way to live. And perhaps more importantly, we can all work together to change the oppressive, dehumanizing, and damaging capitalist system that has gotten us to this point. Collectively, we are stronger, and our united voices and actions can shift our current way of being to something more humane, more connected, more mindful. You see, there is a new path to make, and we are the ones to do it. To do so, we will need grounding. We already have the knowledge. Science has given us that. We need the spiritual connection and sustenance to act, to go deep, to go all in. So what calls you into connection with all of creation? Is it walking barefoot on the earth, feeling dirt beneath your feet, or digging into soil and communing with the microbes and mycelia? Is it sitting on the shore of a lake or the sea, perhaps diving into the depths of the water, exploring this vastness that hosts so much life, which in turn 
gives us life? Is it taking a walk and marveling at the symbiotic relationship between photosynthesizers and your lungs as you breathe deeply and fill yourself with oxygen? Is it standing in front of a campfire, watching the flames spit as twigs get reduced to their elemental carbon, providing you with warmth and perspective? I am a firm believer that if we are going to care about the planet, we need to have a relationship with the planet, a relationship founded upon respect, reciprocity, and reverence. We need to understand that every living thing is made of the same elements, carbon, oxygen, hydrogen, and nitrogen. And that each of these four elements interact in wondrous ways to create the elements that Reverend Mariella and Sahar have invited us to explore. Earth, water, fire, and air. We are all connected. I invite you to consider which of the meditations shared today speaks to your spirit. Which will guide you into your sacred activism? What practices will you add into your daily life that can heal you, that can replenish your body, mind, and spirit, that will feed your call to care for creation? I pray that each of us finds that which will give us strength, will guide us, and will sustain us. I pray that we all find a way to practice reverence for our Mother Earth. I pray that we find ourselves rooted and ready for the task at hand. I pray that we all feel called to live more simply so that others may simply live. May it be so.